All right, here we go. Welcome to the second season of Insert Sound. I'm the host of this sound recording podcast, and my name is Svavar Jonathanson, and I'm an inspiring sound recordist. In the first season, I began both practicing and experimenting with sound recordings, going beyond my 10-year experience of using a Zoom H4N, that's a handheld recorder, to record sounds in interviews for radio shows. So I used a Zoom H4N for 10 years to record interviews and sounds and music and everything. And I I love this uh, recorder. I absolutely love it. And with the Zoom H5, this is not a product placement, just an honest evaluation of my background recording sounds. I would put the Zoom H5 in my back pocket. I love it. The sound quality is great. But I wanted to get better at sound recording in all sorts of ways. So sound quality was one of those ways. And I bought a Sound Devices Mix Pre to achieve that. Borrowed a Rode NT4 stereo mic and began recording various ideas I got. I also wanted, and still do, want to develop my way of thinking about sound and how to use it, how to join context, concepts, and ideas by using sound only. But most importantly, I wanted to have a venue where I could disc- experiment. Do I correct my uh, flailing English? Let's try this one more time. But most importantly, I wanted to have a venue where I could experiment and release... release. <laughs> I'm recording this script in in an even in the evening after work and release the results of my ideas quickly like an experimental DIY curriculum. I did just that last spring by making 12 short insert sound podcasts which uh, maybe a limited amount of people made but you know they're up on uh, iTunes and Spotify and they're on my website which is where you can go to insertsound.net and I think you'll be redirected to my webpage which is svavar.net that's s-v-a-v-a-r dot n-e-t we can find some other podcasts but the shows in correct order were called <coughs> insert sound of solitary driving on ice insert sound of minor explosions in the sky insert sound of East Dulles via East Croydon insert sound of the flea market insert sound of snowboarding first try insert sound of searching for a white rabbit insert sound of river covid insert sound of answers in the wind insert sound of a late night bird symphony in may insert sound of a viking battle by river i actually care a lot about all these shows they're short uh, some of them are very experimental some of them are like compositions others are more field recordings but all of them I do some kind of narration, like a voiceover, which for me is just a way to better understand the thoughts and processes and ideas that I'm having and, and also the stuff that I'm learning, you know, like every time I read stuff online and I'm looking at tutorials, I'm not going to become one of these, you know, sound, extreme sound, uh, sound files, sound sonophiles, nerds, which everything becomes about the technology and everything becomes about gear. I want to use this as a way to talk about developing ideas, you know, having having ideas and, and concepts and, and then also, of course, to talk about how to achieve them and then just stuff I learn, you know. This is supposed to be 
some kind of an education for me. And so uh, these former season one uh, episodes included some of the following sounds. I'm going to insert them right now. Insert sound. Since those recordings, that was last spring, I've continued to record various sounds and think up all sorts of ideas. I've invested in more sound equipment, modified a second-hand suitcase, like a big, big uh, suitcase on wheels, like hard plastic Samsonite, into a portable sound storage. Look at tutorials for the editing program Reaper, which they call these kind of programs DAWs, digital, what is that, digital uh, workstation, digital something workstation. Uh, yeah, and uh, and now finally, begun to edit some of the stuff for use in the second season of the podcast, and there's a bunch that I've been recording. Uh, I don't want to fall into the rabbit hole of explaining who I am. I did that partly throughout the first season, and I'll probably do it uh, in later episodes, but what I've done, yeah, so I don't want to explain who I am, what I've done, what I'm trying to do, what I'm managing, managing and or falling failing to do in this podcast, etc., etc. Sorry, I'm being a little bit lazy and sloppy editing here. So I'm literally just keeping all the mistakes in for the night. So I'll just begin this first episode of the second season of Insert Sound. Insert Sound. I haven't really found a way to actually pronounce Insert Sound in a dramatic way, let alone non-dramatic way. Uh, so I'll just begin this first episode of the second season of Insert Sound by inserting the sound. So this episode is based on two things, a shotgun microphone and a river. The shotgun microphone is called Rode NTG3, as mentioned before. The river is called Bugda. Say it with me, Bugda. I hate those t-shirts which say, uh, make a joke about uh, the eruption. Something about spelling it or pronouncing it. But this little river, river is called Buda, and it's a five-minute walk from my cabin. I had two thoughts in my mind when it came to recording the sounds of the narrow and often fast-flowing river, Buda. One was to get more experience with the shotgun mic and how things sound with it. Second was the more conceptual side of how to possibly approach using it on a subject like a river. So I began recording at the top of the little gourds that the river flows through, on its way from the bottom of the valley Eilivstalur, where it runs for, from snowmelt and groundwater of the mountain Esja, to the ocean in Kvalfjörður, a fjord, excuse me, named possibly after a man who goes mad and turns into a whale that kills fishermen, until a priest, uh, who was the father of two uh, killed fishermen, tricks the whale up a river, then waterfall, the highest waterfall in Iceland, by the way, making the whale stuck in a lake in the end. A more true story is the fact that the whale fjord, Kvalfjörður, is where the U.S. Army had a massive navy base, and between the steep mountains, hundreds of U.S. battleships sheltered before heading to Europe during World War II. Out in the ocean, German U-boats, Hunt for Red, Red October. That's Cold War. So out in the ocean, German U-boats prowled and hunted ships like pack of wolves. 
in the North Atlantic Ocean, that's where the war was happening for Icelanders, fishermen and people uh, traveling to Europe. All right, but then, uh, just as now, the small river Bugda flowed all year round from mountain to sea, and here I was to record it. The distance to the river, uh, my distance, was around 30 meters, which confirms the misunderstanding I had regarding a shotgun mic's capabilities. Though it does pick up sounds at a distance, cancelling out a lot of the sound from the sides, it's not some sort of uh, laser beam of sound recording. The pickup pattern of the mic is narrow, but not that narrow. It's not like two degrees. It's not like uh, one of those laser pens. So I obviously have no experience with shotgun mics, never used them, and only understood the basics, narrow pickup pattern called uh, hypercardioid, leaving out most of the sound coming from the sides. There is a mathematical calculation when it comes to the distance factor between various groups of microphones, for example, when recording spoken word. In this case, according to information on the website of mic manufacturer Sure, Omnimics, listen closely, Omnimics have a distance factor of one, as in one inch, one foot, one meter. What does that mean? Wait a minute. Yeah, okay. So if they have a distance factor of one, let's say one meter or one foot, to get, you know, the perfect sound, then a cardioid mic, mic would have a distance factor of 1.7, supercardioid 1.9, and hypercardioid 2 while shotgun mics stand on the edge of the field at the three marker. So you can see, of course, raising the gain maybe on the uh, on the recorder, etc. And depending on what you're recording, uh, these uh, these numbers are not fixed. You know, it could be one inch, it could be one foot, one meter, 10 meters, and then you just do the calculation. But math has never been my strong side. But 20 meters to record any clear characteristics of a specific sound source as opposed to a wide soundscape, like a storm or ocean, does not give us any detail. Though at the moment of recording, I wasn't considering this. My mind was busy thinking about the idea of documenting the world's great rivers by various locations downstream, ending at the ocean, though some don't even reach the ocean anymore due to human activity, Colorado River. I thought of the sound recorder as Chris Watson, and his recordings of the downstream sites of Vatnajökull Glacier, though many others, like Katie Patterson, have pointed, lowered, and sunk in their microphones into that frozen watery soundscape that is Vatnajökull. But I do suggest you check out Chris Watson's uh, sound piece, Vatnajökull. But I then thought of the many projects that have attempted the monumental documentation of something. The Eugene Smith did a massive, did his massive, <sighs> V. Eugene Smith's, that's it, massive Pittsburgh project, consisting of 16,000 photographs, which in digital terms doesn't seem that much, but he did 16,000 photographs uh, in 1955, or in that time period, just after ending his career at Life magazine, he was one of the kind of most famous documentary photographers and one of the yeah my favorites when I was starting photography 25 years ago 20 years ago 
And I thought of John Wesley Powell, the 19th century geologist and explorer of the American West, who, in 1869, spent three months traveling down the Green and Colorado River, a deadly first-time undertaking. A deadly first-time undertaking. I read that biography, and it was truly, truly uh, terrifying, I suggested. And then I thought of Edward S. Curtis, the 19th century photographer from, from Seattle, who, at the sight of an old and tired Native American princess collecting clams by the fast-growing city, became obsessed with capturing the image of all the Native American tribes in North America. He began one of the most ambitious photographic projects ever conjured up, which resulted in a life of extensive travel through inhospitable terrain, of family breakdown, of mental and physical exhaustion, of financial support from J.P. Morgan, none other, but personal bankruptcy, but a life of constant devotion to an idea of documenting something worth documenting, the disappearing cultures and peoples of North America. Though not without ethical questions of representation, the result is a timeless testimony and tribute to the true natives of North America. I thought of my own experiences working with someone under the spell of their own ideas. In the case of my friend and sometimes collaborator, which I prefer to boss, James Baylock, whose idea of documenting the fast retreating glaciers of the world grew into the, well, into the, into, yeah, into one of the widest photographic documentations of glaciers. <sighs> End of paragraph. And back to sound, where folk recordist Alan Lomax embarked on his lifelong mission to record the sounds and songs, sorry, and tunes of local folk musicians the world over. Searching, he was searching for a deeper connection in sound between culture and landscapes. And with that, back to our humble hour of recording the River Buda in the Valley of Eternity in southwest Iceland. I moved from the top edge of the canyon down to its bottom, microphone positioned a meter away from the fast-flowing river, entering a narrow, low gorge. Though fast-flowing water across a rocky bottom results in a chaos of sound, each location has its own unique sounds and the shotgun mic is a way to isolate them most effectively. Only the sound from in front of the mic is recorded. Well, not only, but mostly. At a narrow angle, take a guess, 30 to 50 degrees. So, let's listen and try really hard to pick up sounds within the cacophony. The rocks on the bottom of the river, or in its small cascades. 
more subtle sound of water splashing off those rocks. Can you hear it? Every time I turned the microphone or walked further downstream, the sound changed, the speed of the water increasing as the course narrowed. Rapids. The sound of water splashing against the sides where a small widening in the river creates a kind of bay. I was moving slowly down the river, foot by foot, towards the calm, deep swimming hole, where in good summers, kids jump off a low cliff, and adults sunbathe on the grassy hill. Now in late November, the air was cold and the sun barely reached above the edge of the 900 meter tall mountain, Esha, that would soon block its rays for the duration of winter. As I moved from the fast flowing water of the gorge towards the calm pool, I thought of the more realistic perceptions of a river by sound, imagining an outlaw in the 18th century traveling downstream, turning his head in paranoid surveillance of anyone chasing him. Or, a person from one of the four native tribes of the Colorado River, known as the Colorado River Indian Tribes, consisting of the Mojave, Chemehuel, Hopi, and Navajo. A person traveling through the landscape of rivers and canyons hears near constant changes in sound, all affected by their position in relation to the river and its various, and its various flow patterns I told you at I told you I'd keep the mistakes in. I told you I'd keep the mistakes in. It was this idea that led me to panning the river, moving away and up from the river, moving the microphone across the little gorge from fast flowing water to the calm pool downstream. These are the ideas that often guide me in my search for sound, slowly finding ways to conceptualize and frame thoughts and perceptions, a way to creatively think and interact with the world. The technical aspect of sound recording follows as a means to achieve these aims, but I think the more you understand and experiment with sound, the more options you have to create ideas as you imagine them. And with that conclusion, and an attempt to portray the river Buda with a Rode NTG3 shotgun mic, we simply end this episode of Intrude Sound. Thanks for listening.